Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the only podcast about everything Long Beach State Athletics. This is the LBFB Show, and as always, it's hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Garnabasio, and today's special guest on the LBFB Show will be Lena Solano of the Long Beach State soccer team. Uh, player made some history this year and has a chance to make even more history next year. Um, so got a, a great conversation with her, actually, with I think a lot of really good lessons about how sports can kind of improve your life uh not only on the field but off the field as well so definitely stick around and listen to that but before we get to lena we've got to welcome on the man of the hour long beach state director of athletics andy fee andy how you doing you're looking sharp today you know i i as i always say i'm a lucky man i get to live the dream and uh it's another beautiful day i'm looking out my window the sun is out it's shining. I survived uh, the change in well, I don't, daylight savings time. I think I'm still an hour off, but, uh, you know, it's an hour <laughs> that I gained. So I feel like a winner already. How, where do you fall on that, Andy? I know a lot of people like to complain about it. I, I don't understand it. Like a farmer doesn't really care what time it is when the sun rises. They just get up when the sun rises. So what, what, what do you think about daylight savings time? Should we get rid of it? I, I say get rid of it. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't make much sense to me why, why we leap forward, fall back. And um, so I, I say get rid of it, but that's just, that's just me. Can I, can I blow your mind? The farmer thing is a total myth. It's well, like that's why the, it started, it's, right? It's, it, no, it's not why it started. That's like the diamonds on the engagement ring. That was like purely marketing. It was literally just East coast retailers who formed an alliance and were like, if people are out later, they'll spend more money. And so they, I like, thought it was a Benjamin Franklin thing. No, it's like purely like American, like capitalists, like spend more money. And then the reason that it hasn't changed apparently is that behind the scenes, all of the TV and major sports networks want it dark earlier in the winter so that people are inside watching more television. <laughs> well, you know what? I've got a bone to pick with Natty Trash, that, uh, that, f- that famous Nick Cage movie, National Treasure, because yeah. in there they tell me it is a Benjamin Franklin thing. I, so. I, I regret to inform you that National Treasure may not have been completely historically accurate on all. Shocker, shocker, shocker. But what I will say, though, is um, I lived in Arizona for about 10 years and they do not observe daylight savings time. So they never change their clocks. And I can tell you, my life was never affected adversely in those two days. <laughs> so somehow, some way, uh, people there survive and life seems to go on as normal. Well, good for them. Good for them. Be rebels out there in the desert. Um, <laughs> speak, speaking of history, some history being made at Long Beach State right now, first and foremost, something written down in the history books that this week men's basketball back at Walter pyramid after two plus years of playing in there without any fans, there were fans in the building to see them beat Biola in an exhibition to kick off the season last week. Andy, how did it go? What did it feel like to be in the mid with fans watching Long Beach state athletics? Well, as you said, it was a tough, uh, tough, you know, two years or so for, you know, the athletes and the coaches and everybody, obviously, but in terms of a basketball game, it felt great. Uh, we celebrated uh, Friday was Perry Moore, uh, former athletic director here, his 90th birthday. So we had a big uh, video board and timeout kind of, uh, you know, deal to, 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 to celebrate him and the fans. I know a lot of longtime fans were excited to see us celebrate and give him a little goodie birthday bag. And so, you know, stuff like that, the little things that were not there 
over, um, you know, the past season or so. So it felt great. We had, we had a great student turnout and everybody I talked to there just seemed to feel good and to feel good, not just to be watching basketball and cheering on team, but just to see each other. It really does make a difference. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that season right around the corner, literally starting this week. We'll talk about the schedule in just a minute. Uh, those previews will obviously be available at the 562.org for both the men's and women's basketball team as the winter season sneaks up on us. But fall, not done yet. Obviously, we will talk a little bit about women's soccer season coming up with Lena Solano. But we have to mention men's water polo having an incredible season with talent coming in. They had a little bit of a rough start because they didn't have all their guys ready for the beginning of the season, but they are peaking at the right time for sure. Gavin Arroyo and the boys won the Gold Coast Conference title. So that's the regular season title. So the Golden Coast Conference tournament will be coming up after this week. And the number five Long Beach State men's water polo team will be the top seed in that tournament. Andy, you got to be really pleased with how that program, uh, like two out of the last three seasons, I believe, um, has been able to get into a position to make that tournament. Yeah, uh, Coach Arroyo has done a tremendous job um, to have someone like him, you know, coaching the Olympics this summer in Tokyo uh, is unbelievable. And his team, uh, much like, you know, our other athletes who did not get to compete last fall, you know, that's a long layoff. And, you know, very easily could have just said, hey, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a tough year. What are we going to do, right? But they dug down, you know, we, we talk about that grit, that resiliency, and um, that's what they've done. And if you look at their, their record, um, we have pretty much beaten everybody we should beat and been competitively in, in some games that we, we lost. You know, we lost by one up at Stanford. Um, and that would have been a great win to get because we're kind of, um, we, we, you know, we want to win the GCC tournament, as you said, coming up in a week or so. Um, that's just a lock to get in. Um, otherwise, as an at-large, we're, we're on the bubble. You know, winning that Stanford match would have been fantastic. You know, unfortunately, we lost the Cal match. Cal had some COVID cases and um, we weren't able to play Cal. And those are two big RPI matches right now. We're sitting at number five in the RPI. And it's not solely based upon RPI, but RPI is a, is a pretty big deal um, in a lot of the decisions on the committee. And, you know, the great thing is to just make it a no-brainer when the, when the GCC tournament, get that automatic entry to the tournament. But... Um, it's been a fantastic year and I'm really proud of those student athletes and coaches. Yeah. Speaking of those student athletes, another great game and a great weekend for, uh, Rafael Real Vergara, who scored six goals in the victory over Pepperdine that actually clinched the GCC regular season title for the beach. And just another example of an international student coming in and playing well for the beach, but not just playing well for the beach you know, in, in, in improving their life and, and, and finding a home here in Long Beach. Women's tennis, we, we could go on and on on the programs that have been able to do that effectively. Um, how important is that that Long Beach State continues to be a home for international students and, and student athletes um, through a time when like travel restrictions may continue, Andy? Like it may be a completely different experience for an international student uh, from here on out. So how, how important is it to you and your department that that continues to be a trend? International students are very important. We live in a very global society now, more, more so than ever. Um, 
And when we can bring in international students here, um, you know, we don't always have the ability to travel around the world. We can do that via Zoom now and business and, you know, those kinds of things can be done over the internet and, and the web. But getting to know people from different cultures is really a big thing. So when we can bring someone like Rafa in or, you know, one of our other student athletes from, from another country, it makes a, a big difference. They bring uh, a lot to the table, different perspective that we can learn from, and then they get the opportunity um, in, in the same way to, to learn from us. But um, that's a trend that we'll continue to, to look for is to bring um, those student athletes from, from the international side here. Um, certainly we want people that fit in well. And, you know, Rafa is one of those guys, you know, I, I was on the deck after the match and um, obviously everybody was feeling good and, um, you know, but it's just great to see someone um, who does bring something special. Um, certainly his athletic ability is special, but who he is, is pretty awesome too. If, if you ever have a chance to meet Rafa and just be around and his energy and his outlook, um, it's a difference maker. So we're really proud to have all of our student athletes from, from the international side. Well, we are the international city and now we're the aquatic capital of America. So international water polo players, just mm, chef kiss. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a perfect fit. Uh, that team is going to be wrapping up their regular season schedule this weekend and they're going to be at home. So go check them out at Ken Lingwin Aquatic Center Thursday. They're going to be taking on Loyola Marymount. And on Saturday at 7 p.m. under the lights, they're going to wrap up that regular season against UC Irvine. And then the weekend after that in Irvine is going to be that GCC conference tournament where, like Andy said, win and you're in. They'll be able to try to make that, uh, that really funky tournament. It's not like a Final Four. It's not really a, an NCAA tournament where there's 64 teams. It's like there's these play-in games, and then there's this automatic bid for the teams that are on the top. So it's really weird, but if you're going to want to follow that, you're going to want to follow the 562.org. Obviously, we'll have all that broken down. Uh, last week at the beach, just want to mention real quick, women's volleyball was able to split games against Cal State Fullerton and Hawaii. They were able to beat the rival Titans to get that Midwest Conference win. Their season also coming towards the end. Uh, so they're at, uh, on, at home this weekend as well, Friday at 7 against CSUN, Saturday at 7 against UC Santa Barbara. So water polo and women's volleyball both in the mid. And then obviously we mentioned it, the basketball season starting this week. Men's basketball is going to be in Idaho on Wednesday and women's basketball is going to be in Idaho on Saturday. The men are taking on the Vandals of Idaho and the women's are taking on Boise State. But before they hit the road, the women's basketball team is going to have a chance to play in front of some fans in the mid. They are also playing Biola Tuesday, 7 p.m. That is also an exhibition. So just kind of a warm up a little bit. But hey, another chance for LB Nation to get in the mid and see that team. Andy, are, are you going to be able to be there? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Coach Cameron's done a tremendous job um, over the past two years, you know, obviously COVID being a, a big uh, hurdle and challenge, but I think last year we saw a great start and then had some injuries creep in there and, and made it a little challenging in the finish. But um, I know we, we had a, a close scrimmage with a, another division one team um, from a different conference uh, earlier this year and the AD texted me and we, we beat that team. And he said, wow, I really love watching your team play. They play so hard. And it was great. Obviously winning is, is, is awesome, but to just hear somebody that has no stake in it, 
Um, and just to kind of say the things that, that he said made me feel really proud. So I'm excited to, to see what coach Kamen and the team have in store. Um, I think they have the right, right group. Um, I think the X factor, as we always say, is the health. If, if this team can stay healthy and, and get better um, over the year, I think at the end, we'll be pretty happy with what Coach Kamen uh, is doing. Yeah, we, uh, we got a chance to talk to Justina King and Maddie Udy on the last episode. And uh, I, I mentioned them, but I said to, to Coach Kamen as well, I, I've got higher expectations for this team than I have had for any team at Long Beach State uh, on the women's side since the year they went to the NCAA tournament. I mean, I think they were picked to finish third in the Big West, um, but those polls don't usually sort of factor in the talent of the players who come in, which it which they basically filled exactly. I mean, it's kind of best case transfer portal situation. They filled the exact needs that they had from last year's team. Um, and as you said, it all comes down to health, but I think if they stay, stay healthy, I love their chances to win the big West and get to the NCAA tournament this year. And, and as we mentioned in that interview, their defense is. I love watching defensive basketball. People don't necessarily gravitate towards that as much as they do people bombing threes or whatever, but that is a really fun defense to watch. I mean, you can go and watch them really put their foot down on the gas pedal defensively um, and run teams off the court. So we're very excited for their season. And uh, definitely go check them out Tuesday against Biola before uh, they get ready to start the regular season later this week. Got other teams seeing red, Mike. <laughs> Got them seeing red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did want to mention uh, before we get to the interview, kind of how funny this is. So uh, the women's tennis team is at the UNLV fall tournament, something that they do pretty much every year. Uh, and that's in Vegas, right? Nice to get to Vegas. Good, good location. Okay. Men's, men's golf is at the St. Mary's Invitational, which is in Pebble Beach. If you're a golfer, you know how amazing Pebble Beach is. So you're playing tennis in Vegas. Awesome. You're playing golf at Pebble Beach. Awesome. And then the cross-country team gets to go to the NCAA West Regionals in Sacramento. What, which one of these is not like the other? <laughs> I think they should let the cross-country team just go with the golf team to Pebble Beach. <laughs> and run by Agreed. the beach. That just, run around, just run around the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a student athlete and you're talking to your, your, your fellow student athlete and you're, Hey, what do you got going on? And, Oh, well, we're going to uh, Sacramento next week. And probably some quiet re replies of, Oh, well, uh, good luck to you. Uh, yeah. You don't want to rub it in the fact that uh, you're either in Vegas or at Pebble beach. Cause that's not going to go over too well. <laughs> well, we'll have all of the reports from all of that Long Beach State Athletics action at the 562.org, as always. We are now joined by our special guest for the week, a star soccer player at the beach after a historic season. A don't call it a comeback because she was always great. It's Lena Solano. What's up, Lena? How you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it is our pleasure for sure. Uh, you etched your names in the Long Beach State soccer history books this year with goals scored in a single season. Uh, you were on top of the Big West Conference all throughout the year. I mean, this season had to, personally, this season had to have matched with your expectations, right? Uh, yeah, like this is all I've ever wanted. So I'm excited about it, but it's all new to me. Like everything's so new and fresh. So I'm super excited and I'm excited to have this experience for next year because everything was so new. 
Yeah, when you came into Long Beach State, uh, the, the the timing wasn't great, right? The, the Ashley Gonzalez's of the world were scoring enough goals for Long Beach State soccer that uh, you kind of had to wait your turn a little bit. Uh, you, you and I talked about it for the feature that we did on you or la- late last month about how, you know, waiting your turn and all that stuff was really frustrating, but you reinvented yourself over the COVID break. Can you talk a little bit about your mental approach to a, a time in which everyone around the world was really struggling? Yeah, um, I, obviously I'm grateful for like, I'm able to be aware that I need to work on like my mental and that's personal and it's also soccer. And I think if you get the personal stuff down, then confidence comes. I think the mental side of sports is so like not talked about, but super important. And I'm grateful that I gained this confidence and I can't like stress, uh, stress this enough, like positive self-talk and like just being motivated and all that. So that was basically my approach. And I just really wanted to be like this confident player. Cause like once you're confident and trust your abilities, like the flow starts going and that's basically what I was striving to play with is just the flow and like my instincts. Yeah. Cause you've got great instincts. That's, that's why Mauricio Ingracia brought you to the beach. He, he saw something in you, but you also worked on yourself physically, right? Talk a little bit about how uh, you got stronger during the time in which, you know, you that's at times you weren't even able to practice with your teammates. Yeah. Um, we were able to join with a couple of girls over the winter like December and stuff like just on the low um, we trained we got touches uh, which I was super stoked about and then over summer we we came back for spring and we trained and we lifted we ran we did everything and we had five great games and then come to summer I have this uh, strength and conditioning coach uh, in Westlake Village his name's Rob and um, it's called Phenom and I had a 10-week program of hard like beach training in Malibu that was really hard and mentally draining obviously but like you kind of have to work through that um and then I would practice with a Santa Clarita Blue Heat and we ended up winning like the whole thing the whole national championship which was awesome but um I think the whole thing was doing the beach training and then practicing afterwards was kind of like really getting me ready for season which is very taxing obviously but I think I was prepared for it mentally, physically. Um, obviously, I lifted and ran, did sprints, and I think I came back faster, and, like, the strength just came with it, which I was super excited about. Yeah, the entire world was felt like it was running through sand, and, and then you just got better <laughs> by, by running through sand. That, that's Literally. really cool. Uh, yeah. But before we move on past that, I did want to mention, I thought it was really funny. It didn't end up in the article, but Coaching Gracia told me that during that spring season – you were looking great. You, had, you were creating all these chances. In fact, you were creating more chances than anybody else on the team, like almost twice as many chances. But you just couldn't score to the point where he asked you to take the first penalty kick of the spring season and you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> How, why, why weren't they going in then? And then why were they all finding the back of the net in the fall? Yeah, that, that hurt, obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously, I don't know the answer to that and I'm so grateful that they ended up going in when the time was right obviously um I'd rather them go in in the fall than the spring but um I think it was just confidence like I stepped up to that PK and I was like okay I have to make this but when I stepped up to the PK with um San Diego 
state I literally was just like I'm making this like I know where to go like I've practiced this so I think it's just a different approach of like the pressure versus like the trust in yourself uh, so I just trusted myself more and I knew once they would go in like once one went in they would all start going in but it was just a matter of when that happened and uh, I think the ball started rolling once I played with Santa Clarita one went in and then they were all going in I was super excited about it's a great feeling so I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more about the confidence and the work you were doing on on your mental game like you said I, I think I have a story that kind of relates to that which is JJ and I started covering sports together when we were 23 years old and I was uh, as JJ will recall like cripplingly shy when we started covering sports so we got this job I love writing and I love sports but we got a job where it was like, okay, now you have to go talk to like 20 strangers a day, every day, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like six days a week. And I literally was just like pretending. I was like, I'm just going to pretend to be a person who's comfortable doing that. And then within like a couple months, all of a sudden, when we were talking to our boss about a raise, I was confident, right? Like I like pretending to be that way sort of helped me become a person who was more confident. Have you seen effects outside of sports that doing that work has had in like a positive way on, on your life too, I guess? Yeah. Like what you're just saying, like, I'm not saying like fake it till you make it, but like, if you want to be something, you got to like act that way, you know, like I want to play pro. So I want to like act pro, you know? Um, but definitely like in life, um, it's just like having that mentality of like, who cares? And right, no, right. no one, no one's thinking about it, but you. Um, so like that, you are your worst enemy. And like, I've talked about this with a few people, like my trainer, he's like, you're the only person that's going to get in your way. And like, that's totally true. Like you could be your worst enemy or like your sparring partner that like helps you grow and get better. What, what were some of the books and podcasts that, uh, that you said you really liked and that, that really helped you uh, work on your mental, like you said? Um, so I read Talent Code, which was cool. Um, and then I also read Relentless. Um, I think those are great books, um, definitely like highlighting. And even though it's like mostly about basketball, like it's still super relatable. And like if you find something that you relate to, like I feel like go with that information um and then the podcast ego is your enemy I think like that's something like I like to listen to like religiously like you get something new out of it every single time um one of it's like take feedback the way it's given to you like regardless if it's in a good tone bad tone um it's just something like I think everyone should read it helps with life professionally personally in sports so whatever it's a very that's a, that's a very impressive curriculum that you've got yourself on as like a young college student. You know what I mean? That's, I think yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's very cool that like you plug that stuff in and, and then it, it's had such a positive effect on you already. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And like, I would want people to have that information as well. Cause like, I knew I was struggling coming in. I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to sit on the sideline and like victimize yourself, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. But like, you really hold the key to like your own like destiny. Like no one else should control your life. Like this is my life. And, um, you know, I like, I really want it. Like I love it so much. And uh, I think everyone should know this information. Like I, I fought for this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's reminiscent of kind of the way you guys played this year, you know, how much you wanted it, how much you fought for it, how many times it looked like you were going to lose at the end of the game and then you'd score in the last minute. Like that's, that's indicative of of that, uh, of that mindset you're talking about. Um, You know, obviously the season didn't end the way you guys wanted it to, uh, but it was a pleasure to cover because your chemistry was so good on that team. Um, Like you said, in the article I mentioned earlier, you guys really honestly did care about each other as people, not just as teammates and soccer players. Uh, that small class, the small class of seniors, but very experienced class of seniors led by Caitlin Fagulia, uh, is gonna leave now. And now you're gonna step up into that leadership spot. But yeah. what did you learn from this year and learn from playing with those players this year uh, that's gonna help you be a leader next season? Yeah, um, they, they did a lot. I think they really planted a great foundation for us. Um, I learned just like, they did so much. Like, honestly, they were strong. They were independent people, um, but they still cared about everyone. Um, Kayla's always talking in the the middle of the huddle, even if she's not feeling like a hundred percent, like she's, she loves us. And like, I think that's super important. Um, Just like sacrifice. Um, Kate steps up all the time. Kaylee steps up like ridiculous amount of times. Um, and then Alicia, the other captain, um, like she's amazing. So I'm just excited for her to come back. Uh, and I'm going to continue to like, just be like a positive impact, um, on the field. And like, I want to be there for my teammates and be a great leader, regardless of title or whatever. Hey, you got, you guys are getting back on the practice field pretty quick, right? This week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're starting, we had a week off and, uh, we start tomorrow and uh, they were talking about how like this is a growing period. So we get to work on like ourselves, um, us as players together, instead of like the next opponent, like next game, we ought to work on this, you know? So I think that was a really big like, oh, okay. Like time to get back into the workshop and work on everything, which I'm excited about. Right. What type of player are you? You guys fall just short of making the tournament for the big West. Did you pay attention to the results from the Big West tournament or did you completely flush it and just like move on? Um, so like, obviously I was like really upset about it. Like, this is all like I want, like, I love this stuff. Um, but you know, you got to support like the Big West at this point. Um, Cause now the Big West ECI is representing us. Um, super underrated conference, I think. But um, yeah, I, I was, I was keeping tabs. Obviously, I wish it was us, and but it's not the way it rolled that day. Right, yeah. Well, see, like, for example, as a Dodger fan, I was rooting for the Braves because mm-hmm. the Braves beat us, right? So, mm-hmm. like, as a, as a Long Beach State soccer player, were you rooting for anybody in particular or pulling for anybody? You don't want to say, huh? No, I don't know. <laughs> I... Uh... I wish them the best. <laughs> I wish the best. But, but you make, but you make we'll a great see you point. next year. Yes, yeah. yes. I wish them the best and we'll see them next year, right? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for UCI, though. Like, we have friends on them, uh, on that team. Uh, we trained with a few of them over COVID. So I know that they uh, put in the work and uh, I'm happy for them. Like, I feel like they're very deserving. But you're, you're preaching to the choir. Big West soccer, wildly underrated. And uh, oh, UCI doing well. That. Yeah, yeah, doing UCI doing well in the tournament only helps you guys hopefully try yeah. to make this more than a one-bid conference for sure. Yeah, yeah. so at this point, we're a unit together, and I, I'm excited for them. Uh, 
yeah, obviously, like, wish it we were there, but, you know, that's not what happened. So good for them. Smart, smart. Yeah. Uh, sp- speaking of watching soccer, every time I talk to Mauricio Ingracia about, like, one of his players, he's always talking about the culture, the culture mm-hmm. of soccer and how football, baseball, basketball in America has this built-in culture where kids already kind of know the game because they just grow up around it, where soccer isn't really there yet. And so he was saying how he wanted you to watch soccer and kind of, you know, you know feel that culture and know about it. So did you watch stuff this weekend? Did you watch the Manchester Derby? Um, I was not able to because I did not get the uh, channel, but um, uh, I'm definitely going to watch the highlights. It's just been a super busy week, but I was up to tabs with that one. I'm very happy that Man City won. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think what he was saying is very important. Uh, watching soccer, I feel helps my instincts, uh, visually seeing all these talented players swiftly do everything is very beneficial. And when he was telling me that he's like, watch soccer, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'll watch the highlights, like whatever on YouTube. But now I have like Paramount plus I have NBC sports and stuff like that. Like I bought the channels and stuff, but um, I think what he was saying to me, watching soccer is very important. And I'm glad that I was able to watch it over COVID as well, because I think it definitely helped me. Absolutely. Do you, do you have any personal goals that, that, you're, uh, that you're trying to work on during this off season? Like you said, kind of like being able to work on yourself a little bit more, like you mm-hmm. were able to do over COVID? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to work on like more long range shooting is, is that's what you're talking about yeah um definitely want to work on that like on the dribble uh my left foot um just quick triggers shooting and stuff like that and I think shooting definitely I can never get enough of that and just getting my head up and all that so I'm excited for it and getting like a good chemistry with the team again because now it's a new set of girls since we said goodbye. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. But uh, another strong senior class led by yeah. you and a couple girls. So, so that's good. Before we that's let you crazy. go, uh, this is something we do sometimes. Uh, can you do an impersonation of Mauricio and Gracia or any of your coaches? Or like, or is, it, or is there something that like Jeff Joyner says all the time where you're like, all right, all right, we, we get it. Like, is, are you is doing, it? are you going to do your Mauricio impression for her, JJ? You, you, the turnabout's yeah. fair play ready? there. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Here it comes. He's fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. Suddenly I just don't know my coaches. Um, that's funny. Um, wow. I don't know. What does Mauricio say? He's got, he's got some repeatables. He's he certainly, certainly, he certainly does. does. He has some chestnuts. No yeah. Doubt. He does, doesn't he? I don't know. I All I can think about is he's like, uh, he's like, he's always saying like, you control our, our destiny and stuff like that. That's what he says. He talked about destiny a lot this year, didn't he? He does. Um, you know, great guy. I, I, I don't know how to impersonate him. Oh, he's our dude. He's, I he's would only ask this question the, because we're comfortable enough. Yeah, I would do it right in front of his of face, too. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. I, I don't know how to impersonate him. You do it. All right. You got to work on it next time we have you on the show. <laughs> next time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All yeah. I can think about is 
we always make fun of Jeff um, when we scored against UCSD. He walked out like this. <laughs> With his hands in the, just two hands in the air. Like a good like 20 seconds, like walking to the dog pile. And that was funny. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's awesome. All right, I'll I'll hit him, I'll hit him with the Richard Nixon next time I see him. Yeah, they're they're great. I'm I'm super grateful for them. They're fun, funny guys. And and we are too. Uh, we cover a lot of teams and a lot of coaching staffs, and uh, and that coaching staff is one of our favorites. So yeah, like they're like best friends, and it's like nice to see. You know, like they they're like good guys. It shows. It shows yeah. for sure. Lena, thank you so much for taking the time and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Again, congratulations on just an incredible season. Uh, and an incredible turnaround and moment in your life. It, it, it's been really fun to watch and we can't wait to see you come back next season. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thanks again to Lena Solano for stopping by. Uh, always like to have the student athletes on this show. They're, they're always so good, Mike. Like, like we interview a lot of people every week, but the college athletes always have such an interesting perspective. Like the last three, right? Lena, Women's basketball, men's basketball. We've talked about stuff that's off the court and off the field, but all of it is really interesting. Yeah, she's great. I I, just, I love that perspective. It was kind of nice getting to to talk to her. Yeah, I, I always love talking about stuff other than sports, right? Like they they their brains are so into what they're doing, but whenever we get a chance to talk to someone about how things have helped them off the field or what they're studying or whatever, I'm always interested in that. And I think you can sometimes kind of see a little bit of relief too. You know that it's like, oh, cool, like. <laughs> let's talk about this book I read, you know, like that's, that's great. I've been thinking about soccer a lot since we lost the game or whatever. Yeah. Opinionated people for sure. Student athletes, very opinionated, which is a good thing. Speaking yes. of opinions, guys, in our outros this year, we've been doing the uh, old Monty Python and now for something completely different. So Andy, you mentioned it. I, th I think you've got a good one. Well, what's your now something completely different this week? Something completely different. Okay. We just finished Halloween, right? And Great holiday, one of my favorites. Well, we transition, right? Well, my mind transitions to Thanksgiving. That's that's where Andy Fee's mind goes. But somehow the December holidays appear to be front and center as I'm seeing commercials with Santa Claus driving trucks and you know God knows what. And I'm just kind of going, what? Like, I mean, how does this work? I mean, can, can we at least get to Thanksgiving before December holidays or what's the deal with that? The target on Bellflower that I run into a Long Beach State student athlete literally every time I go to that target, um, they had Christmas stuff up on Saturday, October 30th. They had what? already taken down the Halloween stuff because they're like, no one's coming in to buy decorations on the 30th. And they had started putting like the red plaid up in the holiday aisles it was just like hold hold on it's literally still october so bad so bad i mean come on now if you're thanksgiving if you're like the agent for the thanksgiving holiday right now you you've I'm, i mean i'm putting i'm suing everybody right now if i'm if i'm the agent but, see, for thanksgiving but, but that's what i was going to say was thanksgiving needs to get its nli weight up a little bit because <laughs> the, the problem for thanksgiving is in you know the way things work in this country it's a cash cow for the grocery store but it has not successfully been monetized into other things there's no real thanksgiving entertainment traditions you know so there's not that like oh we're going to everyone watches this movie movies don't really come out for it there's not a lot of thanksgiving toys or de you know decorations Good. are very limited Whereas Halloween and Christmas, it's like 15 different industries just firing into your face <laughs> for Very a month true. or two months at a time. <laughs> Very true. Well yeah. said. 
Thanksgiving does not have good PR. Christmas might have the best PR of all time. People 100%. who don't even believe in the reason why they're celebrating Christmas Absolutely. love Christmas. Absolutely. <laughs> also, the the uh, origin story for Thanksgiving not exactly um, you know woke. Thanks, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is not aging well in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the 2020s. But I'm with I'm with you, Andy. I think Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday. Uh, yeah. For the reason exactly why you guys just said there is nothing to buy. <laughs> you don't have to do you don't have to do um, uh, decorations and presents. You can just you know get your food on. Yeah, great food, family. You know, what it sounds like is we need a rebrand on Thanksgiving is what it sounds like. I yeah. like that. I like that. Now I'm hungry for gravy. Am I the only one? Now I, I love gravy. Want, now I just want gravy on whatever I'm going to eat this today. <laughs> Stuffing and gravy right here. I'm oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Myself sick. All right, let's go eat. Thank you guys for putting this show together. Obviously, Andy, uh, Colin on the uh, on the production today, so thank you, Colin, for doing Executive that. Executive producer Roger and uh, producer uh, Executive Colin. producer, I like that. Executive we appreciate, producer we appreciate we appreciate the whole production team here at the Fee Show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so enjoy these games coming up. Some big games coming up for Long Beach State. Like I said at the top of the show and throughout 562.org, it's got you covered on the reports from all that stuff. And we will see you in the stands very soon, LB Nation. Take care.